Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 56th. I was about to say 56th annual, the 56th <laughs> Hardly Millennial podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions, guys. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Today is very special because Matt and I are not speaking to you on one single microphone today. No. If you'll notice, some of the diehard fans might be going, whoa, this this sounds a little bit different. <laughs> this isn't quite exactly what my ears have been used to. Nope. Our new microphones came in today, guys. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. All so, thanks to your lovely donations, we might add. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, so we do have three microphones all together now. So we do hope to soon do a three-man podcast for you guys. Justin will probably be our first third man. I'm sure he will. He usually <laughs> is. So, yeah, it's really <laughs> exciting to do this. And I'm, I'm more excited to actually listen back to this after. I mean, we did test with the two we mics. Did, we did a little testing, but not an hour of an actual conversation. Of an actual podcast. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> woo, it's exciting, though. It is exciting. Let us know, guys. Let us know if we sound better. We All should. Right. All right, Matthew. <laughs> so you uh, said you had something you wanted to open with today. Yes. So I was doing a little uh, morning reading of, mm-hmm. of the news, as I typically do. Mm-hmm. And I saw today that Google, our friends Google, have been up to a couple of things. Okay. Um, specifically in their artificial intelligence department. Okay. So two things going on here. The first thing I was reading is they had this funny little video of an artificial intelligence program that had to do with speaking. So its its sole purpose was to learn talking. Uh Um, And they taught it to speak exactly like Donald Trump (laughs) and sound exactly like Donald Trump. Interesting. And they had him sing Eminem's uh, Lose Yourself. (laughs) Okay. And this was, it it was all in good fun, okay? But the whole purpose of of these experiments, these tests, and particularly making him something like Donald Trump sing Eminem's song, was to show how the future of artificial intelligence in language, um, eventually it'll get to a point where you may be able to make it sound like someone said something when they really didn't. Yeah, that's pretty scary. So now don't be too afraid. Okay, Uh take this with a huge grain of salt because if you go to YouTube and you YouTube this video, it's on there, you can watch it. You'll immediately recognize that it's obviously kind of janky to the human ear. So part of the stipulation with these programs is that they need a lot of time to analyze videos and speeches that say Donald Trump made. Mm -hmm. And through analyzing these videos and speeches over the course of time, its algorithm will actually learn how to mimic it. Because the computer at no time actually thinks of anything on its own or, or talks. It's, you know what I mean? There's no actual like brain talking, it's mimicking. So because it hasn't had enough time yet and there isn't enough information for the computer to get it perfect, um, it mispronounces certain words. Uh, It gets a little robotic at certain points. So it's very obvious still that it's in its infancy, you know. But through time and money and energy, you could really make it something. Now, with that being said, okay, that was the cool little 
video I watched. Uh-huh. I scrolled down as through the stories, and I came across another story from this morning. Okay. That the company Google, um, a week or two ago, not very long ago, set up an artificial intelligence ethics board. So it's a board of human okay. beings. It's a, a council, if you will. And Google chose the people who sat on this council. And let's say there's like 12, 12 people on the council, right? So they chose people who used to be part of presidential campaigns. They chose um, linguistics experts. They chose robotics experts, mm-hmm. like people who they deemed were qualified to make sure that the company Google stayed on track with its artificial intelligence projects, that they didn't cheat, they didn't do anything that went against society to basically um, keep them in line, Mm -hmm. to, to, you know what I mean? Keep them being being productive and not cheating in any way. Right. So they were getting a lot of criticism apparently over the last few weeks of who they chose to put on this board and that the people may not have actually been qualified, but instead chosen by Google executives to allow Google to do things that actually weren't seen as okay by society. So basically they'd have these board of people who are supposed to be experts saying, Google can create this program that mimics Donald Trump's voice because blah, 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 blah. This is why they can do that and it's okay. So they'd have someone kind of backing them up. Whereas without a council, it's kind of like, well, what are you doing, Google? Why would you want to mimic a, an influential person's voice? Right. So the whole point that I'm making here is that this council they made, they abolished it this morning. They got rid of it. <laughs> they said that there was too much flack okay. and that it wasn't representing what Google wanted to happen out of the situation. Mm-hmm. So they're going back to the drawing board, they say. And what was interesting is that Another comment they made is that basically they promise to be good until they can get a council in place. They said, don't don't worry about our projects and what we're doing, guys, because we promise we have good ethics in mind. And, um, you know, we'll we'll go we'll run it by the council once we make one. But for now, just trust us. Okay. And then I see I see this video of them mimicking the president's voice to sing Eminem, you know. So it's very interesting. There's a lot of power in this artificial intelligence. Yeah. There's a lot of power in making your in deceiving, mm-hmm. making something look like it's something else. You know what I mean? And without a board of people who are not biased, right. without some kind of um, regulation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it it could certainly go awry. What do you think about the whole thing? Well, it's it's so hard for me with these social media companies sometimes because on one hand, I mean, we've talked a lot about this before when it comes to like censorship and stuff like that, right? you know, and these social media companies, when they have to go up against whatever it is, when they're being questioning about their like political uh, bias, you know, they're always very good at using lawyer talk basically to say, oh, there's no bias here. There's no bias oh, sure. here. But then they do shit like this <laughs> and you're like, okay, Facebook, no bias with you. We're only trying to make, you know, 
people who didn't say shit say shit. Right. You know, and like, and the example you you chose just happened to be Donald Trump. I mean, I don't know. It just that kind of stuff. But I like, I I hate to sit there and say like, oh, it's a conspiracy for the liberals, but. Just more and more shit like this happens, or I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? Are, like, what's the end game here, guys? Like, uh, wh- what is the end game? The end game, I guess, is is power, right? Is money. You'd want to be able to sell this program to something or someone right. who would want to mimic other people's voices. I don't really see a lot of constructive good in the immediate future with it. I don't know if later it it enables people who can't talk to have this have speech again. I don't know if like it it ends up being that. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. But right now, it's well. I'm sure at some point the technology. You know, you'll have this technology and it'll be used for both good purposes and bad purposes. I can but see I'm, a lot more talk- bad ones though. But what I'm talking about is what is Facebook's intent. Going into it, like why? It's, it's Google. Like, like what are it's Google. Google? I'm sorry, yeah. Google. What is Google's attempt or like purpose going into this? Are they just like, oh, well, let's let's see if we can do this? Like, what was all of a sudden? They're like, oh, let's see if we can mimic somebody's real voice, right? You know. Well, I think that on paper they would obviously say it's in the name of science, right? It's right, furthering technology. Yeah. It's research and development, uh-huh. you know, for further projects, right? But. You know, I was totally okay with it until I saw the next story that they're having all this controversy with this ethics board. Yeah. Because if you didn't have any naughty intentions, then it wouldn't matter who's regulating you. You would say put whoever you want on the board, right? Well, and when it, right, but, but they're and, not saying that. Yeah, they want to choose the people who are on the board. Well, the thing here's the thing: I'm okay with Google choosing the people who are on the board, but. I feel like this goes back to our conversations we've had about jury duty before, you know, right. when when you're being, quote unquote, judged by a jury of your peers, it's really not a jury of your peers. Right. So when it comes to like this ethics board, I feel like they should just have like, let's say there's 10 people part of this ethics board. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think you should find five great minds that are really for AI. Yeah. And then you should have find five great minds that are really against AI and have them sit in a room and say, okay, we want to do this. Is this cool? And then have them decide have them how far it, it should go, like the Especially compromise. with something the size of Google. I mean, yes. you're talking about tens of billions of dollars mm-hmm. that are going to be pumped into this research over the next, what, 10 years, however right. many years. So it's, it's not like it's a little company. This is one of the biggest companies on planet Earth mm-hmm. that are driving all of humanity, all of society forward. You know, they are developing what all of us are going to use in the next few years. I mean, did they did they mention it? Were there any like engineers or scientists on the original ethics board that they had? Yeah, okay, absolutely. so there was that. Yeah, the the people were certainly qualified. It wasn't okay. like um, you know, the CEO put his brother there. Just I'm sure the CEO's brother would be qualified. I'm sure he's intelligent. Right. But no, this it wasn't like clearly their friends. Mm. But the argument was that these were indeed professionals, but they were professionals who were sympathetic to maybe allowing Google to go further than they should with these mm. kind of projects. Oh, so they were choosing people who are who are showing bias with Google. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm the CEO of Google, and the the people who are invested in me are crying out for me to start up an ethics board. Uh-huh. Okay. So I say, okay, fine. I'll start up an ethics board. <laughs> 
you wouldn't really want it, right? You don't want someone telling you what you can and can't do with your money and your right. company. But to appease the people, you say, fine, I'll do it, you know? Right. And you start to put in people who are qualified, but who you know are gonna let you do what you wanna do with your money, right. you know? The people got upset, there was a little too much flack going on, and they said, forget it, we're gonna scrap this idea and we're gonna go back to the drawing board, and in an undisclosed amount of time, we'll present you guys with a new idea of gotcha. how we're gonna make sure we stay in line. So it, Google hasn't cheated or done anything wrong yet. Right, There's right. nothing, they have no intention that I know of of breaking any rules. Um, this is just, it's just a flaky incident that happened that mm. probably is being misrepresented in the media as well. I'm sure, yeah. You know, but they turned it into an article that, you know, made me think a certain way. Yeah. So I guess, I guess in the end they did their job. It's it's funny how we, we're reaching a time in our lives where AI is becoming so inevitable oh, to yeah. where we're to the point where we're like, okay, well, we have to have ethic boards now for this. Yeah, it's not if it'll happen, it's when it's, it happens. Yeah, it's when it happens yeah. now. I think <clears throat> the, the day that everybody, or I should say the year that I've heard thrown out a few times by great minds, scientists, engineers, people like Elon Musk. All, all of them say, like, I think 2028 is supposed to be the year that AI reaches the singularity to where, like, you won't be able to tell the difference. Wow, that's between, coming up pretty soon. Yeah, ex that was my thoughts exactly. Jeez. So, but I mean, with how fast, I mean, just look in the last five years, you know, I mean, five years ago, if, if you said, oh, we need an ethics board for artificial intelligence, it probably would have been, you know, like understood still, but it would still seem a little more sci-fi-y, you know, You'd be like, we say. don't need that yet. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh, well, this is, this is, it's, it's this needed. is an issue. Yeah. Just to make sure now. that people don't you know, <laughs> break any rules or anything. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. There's a YouTube channel that I follow that I truly forget the name of. I would shout him out right now, but mm -hmm. I don't know their name. But what he does is he takes Mario games, old school Mario games from the Super Nintendo and stuff, mm -hmm. and he has a program that he wrote, and he teaches the AI how to how to beat the level. Mm -hmm. So through the thing is with programs and computers, they can't think, but they can learn. Right. They can take in information and they can store the information and then use that to make decisions in the future. Right. So basically it fails the level of Mario so much. He lets it run for days and days and days. Mm -hmm. And it does every combination of moves that's possible, jumps at all the different times, and basically will keep repeating itself until it gets to the end of the level. And then we'll be able to beat the Mario level every single time. Yeah. And well, what's cool is you'd be able to program that before, but you were never able to set an algorithm up with a blank slate and say go, like and actively, then it teaches itself. Yeah, it, by by process of elimination, it will teach itself. Right, you're actively watching a computer think, learn, basically, or learn, yeah. learn. Yes, um, that's really cool to me. And he actually he'll actually go into the code and show you like mm -hmm. with graphical lines how it does things. Kind of boring for a lot of people, but I find it to be really fascinating. Um, that's the future, dude.
that's the future. And the thing is, what's going to end up happening later on as AI progresses and computer processing power becomes faster is like because what we see when we walk, I know what videos you're talking about. I've seen a few of them myself. And when you're watching those videos, just as you said, you know, you watch the the AI constantly keep making mistakes. So it gets yep. so far and then jump the wrong way and go and do it all over again, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And eventually, again, you know, at the end, they'll, he'll get through everything without dying once or without getting hit by anything or whatever it is. Yep. So what's interesting about that is at one point you're going to have such high speed processing power to where you're, the algorithm is going to be doing that. It's going to be running through the game many times, but you're not going to be able to see it. Like it's like it'll, it's, just be numbers. it'll do it. Yeah, it'll be numbers. Exactly. It'll gonna, do itself it'll and then all of a sudden it'll it. just play it. You know, um, that's, that's where we're I'm trying to figure out which word to call that exciting, scary. Um, I don't know. I, of course it's scary because I don't understand it yet. Right. You know what I mean? The, the, the actual information hasn't been created yet Mm -hmm. for me to learn. So until that day, I'm scared of it, but I'm sure when it comes around and I learn more about it and I'm more comfortable with it, it'll be exciting. Right. Right. Cause usually you only fear things that you don't understand. Right. Once you know how it works and how to manipulate it, uh, the fear goes away and it becomes a tool. Mm-hmm. It becomes how can I use this to make my life easier? Right. But the you unfortunate know? thing or the caveat to that is where there's going to be – and mankind has been known to like we, we want to take that shit and we want it to help mankind. Right. But there's also going to be the other side. Oh, there's always going to take that dude. same technology and use it to fuck shit up. And that's the stuff that scares me. It's those people that scare me. I mean, especially yeah. now, it's simple, our, you know, our own, there, there have been cases of hacking groups like Anonymous being able to get into these high secured, you know, Pentagon uh-huh. shit, you know, and so and these are just fucking regular people hackers. And now you're talking about giving the computer a computer the ability to run the numbers in its head and do exactly what it needs to do, bypass whatever it needs to bypass to get the information or to do what it has to do. But at least computers that we know them now and mm-hmm. for any amount of this foreseeable future. What's cool about them is that a lot of the scariness that we put into it, it's us implying that computers can make a choice. Right. So computers are astronomical calculators. They can do fantastic amounts of codes all at once. Right. But at the end of the day, a computer can only accomplish what you tell it to accomplish. Well, and that's my point. And once it's done that, it stops. Right. It doesn't, there is no fathom ability of doing something else after that until it's told to at least for now at least well, for now well and that's my point I'm not, I'm not suggesting that the computer is going to like say you know what i'm gonna hack into the pentagon today I, i'm just saying right. that whoever gets a hold of that you can tell a computer to hack into the pentagon exactly and it can do it. but i don't think you'll ever have just the the definition of a computer it's a computation right. device computes mm-hmm. so it doesn't shoot it won't ever say I want to hack into the Pentagon today right? and then do it on its own. You know, there's movies about that, but that's a, a human's brain filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. To a computer, there's not even that concept. It's 
it would never choose to do that because it doesn't even know that that is a choice it can make. Well, I don't know. I feel like it absolutely could. You think it could get there? I think we just look at what we've been. I think we look at free will the wrong way, right? Interesting. What do you mean? So, for example, in the case, so we're taught. Let's go back to the just the smallest basics of it, right? You have an AI that's able to run an algorithm to run a Mario game as many times as possible until it goes through the entire thing without getting hit or dying once. Right. Well, so and now we're talking about doing that on a grander scale, right? Going to the Pentagon, going as many times as it possible until it finds a way to do it and then eventually gets in. Okay. Well, so now imagine you have a computer, or let's say you have an AI, you have a robot, and it's able to run these kind of algorithms to learn how to do things faster. Uh-huh. So what if all of a sudden, after running so many algorithms, assuming it has the processing power, right. to get to a point to find out that, oh, the correct way is free will. The correct way is to make choices and do it myself. Well, it's interesting, but I think we're getting into a realm of cyborgs. We're getting into Detroit Become Human, right? That. They have well, this, that's, this com- that's, computational enlightenment and begin to think. Right. Well, I mean, that, but that's the worry of AI I, in general. I think they could do that if mm-hmm. someone programmed thinking into them mm-hmm. and then locked it. Like they could figure out how to unlock that over time. But if you don't ever put the information of free will into it, mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have the capacity to figure that out on its own. It might be able to write you a book report about what free will means right. and what the definition of it is, but I don't know that we can ever turn feeling and emotion into um, files. Well, the the thing is, though, so I, I think we will get to that point. Because, that would be amazing. Because Holy here's shit. the thing. So I don't think you'll get to that point, too. For example, if you build this computer and you build this computer to just do this one task, or maybe it's a couple tasks, right? But it just does those things, and it learns about those things. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's probably not going to become a sentient being, you know, and, right. and have human emotion or choice or free will. But... Now let's say, going back to like the game Detroit Become Human, right? Or even movies like iRobot or a lot of other sci-fi depictions where one day we have, you know, human androids walking around and helping us. Right, right. right. Well, now you're talking about because these things are basically our own personal slaves, you know, for the most part. They're they're going to, sure, they're going to (laughs) program every single thing that they need to into these computers to be able to help us, to be able to have a conversation with us, have sex with us, whatever it is. So now you're looking inside the robot's head and there's a bunch of different webs going on on at once just like how humans have a bunch of different neurons uh, firing off at once and at some point you have all these different webbings and maybe this webbing makes a connection with this one just because it needs to know that information to be able to do something and then this one makes a connection over here and then over here and then before you know it just through the process of giving it the programming to help would it have the concept of aspiration would it want like in order for those endings to meet each other when they weren't told to specifically, right? it would, if it was a total accident that those two endings touched, uh-huh. then it wouldn't lead to anything. There would just be another connection for information to go. For it to lead to something, for it to lead to 
sentient thoughts, there Mm -hmm. has to be a will behind it. There has to be an emotion that drives it forward. So even though a computer can learn about something, would it want to? Would it have any reason or benefit for doing so? Well, yeah, for blending into human society. Because when if you get to a point where you're creating these androids, people do people people want to feel comfortable, right? Yeah. So what they're going to end up doing, I mean, it's kind of like what Google's doing right now. We're trying to imitate a real person's voice. Well, I bet you anything. The whole reason why they do that is so that when AI comes along, it, like uh, the famous AI right now, Sophia. Yes. Why does she look like a girl and sound like a girl? Because it makes people feel more comfortable. Absolutely. So now, if you're programming this thing into these machines, saying you need to make sure you act as human as possible to keep these humans more comfortable, they're more and more and more going to start learning why humans do the things they do, why they behave in certain situations. And inevitably, over time, they're going to make enough connections to maybe what's sad to them isn't the same kind of sad to, uh, you know, flesh and blood. But it'll be it'll be enough to be able to say this thing can feel. Do you think that like if we have cyborgs one day? Well, when we have, because I think we really will. Uh I think we'll have it. Um, you mean cyborgs or androids? Because cyborgs are like the half robot, half. Oh human. no, no! I mean androids. androids. I mean androids. Okay. When we have that, do you think they'll be able to like laugh? Like, do you think they'll get jokes and laugh at them? To make us feel comfortable, sure, absolutely. But what if you come up with a different kind of joke? So mm-hmm. what if it's never heard like British humor before? Right. Like, um, think like the Holy Grail. What's that one? Um, Oh, Monty Python. Monty Python. Okay. Okay, well, think about it. So, what if it's never been programmed to hear Monty Python before, but it's been programmed to laugh? Do you think it would laugh if you told it a dry humor joke? I think it depends on the android of what, or the person the android was given to, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you purchase an android, and the whole point of these androids is not only to be your helper, but your uh, but it's also meant to you know make you feel comfortable and everything and be yeah. your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so inevitably it's going to start learning your sense of humor. It's going to start trying to understand why you think the thing. I think so that's then, probable. Yeah. So then when it starts hearing other things that are like something that Matt would laugh at, it's going to find that funny. How's that different than everybody just having a different sense of humor? True. True. So it's going to get to this point to where, and it's mm. exactly the it is exactly why I love that game Detroit Become Human because it visits it visits that exact same battle of like yeah so now you have these androids who are sentient and everything, but how do we know that what they're feeling isn't just a result of a bunch of algorithms touching each other as opposed to actual human sentient thought. Because now, they're at that point, they're just programmed to make humans feel comfortable. And to make humans feel comfortable, you got to act human. If anything, I do think that they'll have thought but not emotions. Like okay. not happy, sad, mad, anger, anything like that. Uh-huh. Because in the human body, the way it works for us is there's actually things happening inside our biology to make us do things. Right. So when we think, when we have a sentient thought, it's electricity that's moving between the synapses in our brain, right? right? That's making a picture happen inside our head. That's giving the next set of words that we're gonna say. There's a lot of electricity firing off Mm -hmm. and electricity carries the information. Now, when you feel sad or mad or happy or resentful, any kind of emotion, now you're dealing, it's a chemical reaction in your brain. So it's no longer 
electricity firing between. That still happens. Anytime you mm -hmm. think there's electricity. But the emotion comes from a chemical response, right. which is why you can take drugs who can pump that chemical into you artificially and can make you feel a certain way whether you like it or not. Right. So in order for an android, at least with today's technology, uh -huh. just biologically the process of feeling emotion in this world, it's a chemical one. So you would have to put those chemicals in the androids. They would have to have DMT inside of them. They would, mm -hmm. But those chemicals wouldn't react to electronics the way they react with biological tissue. Correct. So if anything, I think they're totally capable of doing anything with the electricity. So mm -hmm. any kind of thought, higher thought, mm -hmm. meditation even, I think you could teach an android to meditate, mm -hmm. but it would never resent, it would never seek revenge, it would never be happy or excited. See, I, I disagree. How, but, how could it do that without the chemicals? Well, the thing is, I, I, I think that's a conversation for when we get to that point. But I, right. do, but I do think we will get, to, think that we'll get to that point. So that's the difference. So like, but like what you're arguing is that an android will never be human, right? I'm not yeah. making that argument that androids will one day become human. Well, I'm no, I'm arguing that they, day, they'll never feel. I will. So I, I think what's going to happen is the androids are going to start behaving in certain ways. Uh, they're going. So let's say an android understands that you're happier when it's happy, right? Or it quote unquote seems like it's happy. It's acting like it's happy, right? Right. So then it starts to learn about that and starts to learn, oh, well, everybody loves when you're happy. Then you have another one that learns different kind of emotions to act around their person and whatever, so far and so forth. Then the singularity happens, right? Where all these connections start to be made and they're start to able to do these things on their own free will. Right. Well, at that point, of course, we can look at it and say, say you're acting to one of these androids, you can look at it and say it's acting happy right now, but it really isn't. It's actually just right. because of this. Or it's acting angry right now, but it really isn't. It's actually this and this and this. But if they're so human-like and we're still able to recognize it's acting happy or it's acting angry, how are we going to be able to say otherwise? Bro, society is going to have a really hard time with that debate. Yes. Because if me and you, who are very good friends and business partners uh -huh. and intelligent people who are willing to change our beliefs, who are willing to say, right. I think this, and then go, oh, I understand what you say now. I agree. Uh -huh. We're both pretty capable of that. Yeah. And even we are on pretty separate sides of the field here yeah. about the AI <laughs> and not whether it'll come to be or how smart it'll be, but whether it will feel. Yes. The, the, how human it is, how much, how should we treat it? Exactly. Basically, is what this all comes down to, right? Exactly. How, how should we treat it? Is it okay to treat it like a robot mm -hmm. or do we need to treat it like a living thing? Mm -hmm. That's what the argument's all about. If we have trouble with that, oh man, can you imagine total strangers and the right and yeah. the left side of politics getting into oh, it. And yeah. it's going to be one of the greatest fucking, not dividers, but one of the greatest like debates and, and thoughts in yes. all of human history. Dude. Well, and I think you're almost kind of seeing that now, right? And I think it's also natural for humans to feel some kind of sentiment towards something that's not actually real. 
So an example of this is Hanson Robotics re, uh, showed a video. This was a few years ago they released this. But they, this was basically just a promo video of like, oh, here's some of the robots we're working on. Uh, Hanson Robotics is the one that did that little like four-legged dog looking thing that opened the door. Have you seen oh, that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And I had a I, hell of a time getting yeah, through the door. I'm pretty sure that's Hanson <laughs> Robotics. But the, what they were trying to demonstrate, there was this contest that said uh, – we we need somebody to create a robot where if it falls over, it can stand up on its yeah. own, right? Simple things are really hard for robots to do right now. Yes, exactly. Well, there were people who were, when this video came out, it kind of blew, it went viral and there were people commenting on it who were actually kind of feeling bad for this robot getting pushed around the way it was uh -huh. because it because now it didn't look completely like android but it did have two legs it had arms you know and it obviously was a robot but they were just going up to this thing with a like a broom handle and just like hitting it really hard for it to fall just yeah, trying to show they could get it's back it's not up. alive it's a robot exactly it is literally but just if, sand but if people are already <laughs> starting to feel yeah. that way i mean imagine you know who sophia is right the yeah. ai right now mm -hmm. so imagine if there was a video that came out of let's see if she'll pick herself back up and she looked and totally human and, and yeah and it was just somebody going up and just pushing her over it wouldn't be received well no so that actually i was going to ask that before you brought mm -hmm. that up that what if we just made them not look like humans? What if we turned them all into R2-D2s? True. But little R2-D2, the little round thing on wheels, right? Uh -huh. That looks like a vacuum fucking cleaner. Uh -huh. It right? doesn't look human at all. That would be capable of cognitive thought. Uh -huh. And we're totally cool with that. We all agree that it's cognitively, th it's making its own thoughts. Right. Okay. And then one day it tells you, Ha, 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 ha. It laughs at something that you said. Right. Right? Would would you still feel just as strongly? I mean, try to really put yourself there. This is a vacuum cleaner okay. laughing. Would you still feel as strongly, truly, that it has those feelings? Or would it be more of, oh, man, my, my desktop is laughing at me? Like, is it the human mm. qualities physically? I... No, actually, I I would say it's it's not the human qualities physically. I think it's how they interact with us. If all of a sudden you had a vacuum cleaner that was yeah. capable of this kind of stuff. Like I had a conversation with you then, and it told you, I dream about going outside. Would you like actually feel compelled to bring it outside and show it? I almost think I would. But it's a vacuum cleaner. It has wheels and it sucks things up. It's you. It's, I don't know. It's, you know, it sounds silly, but as I'm sitting here painting the picture. Like, it doesn't hurt me to bring it outside. Right. And if it's really I mean, telling me it's going to get joy out of it, I would do it. I mean, think about it this way. So let's let's put ourselves in a situation where we didn't bring it outside, right? Okay. It asked, it, it laughed at a joke we said, and then it asked one day, like, hey, can you take me outside? And you're yeah. like, it's a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's whatever. Vacuum cleaner or whatever. You. And now every, t so like you put it away, you put it in the closet, you take it out again, you're using it. And then it says again, Matthew, please can I go outside? And you're like, hey, fucking robot, you put it in the closet. So now it, this happens every single time you take this thing out to vacuum. And every single time it just goes, can I go outside this time? Right. Come on. Eventually. Dude, I would start to feel really weird. I would taking, quit using that vacuum. Yeah. 
And I think a lot of people would. I think you have three types of people. You'd have you'd have people who would uh, go on just like, okay, it's a fucking vacuum cleaner. I think you would have people getting weirded out and getting rid of the vacuum cleaner. And I think you'd have people like, okay, I'm, I'll take you outside. Dude, if my vacuum cleaner or my blender or the uh -huh. microwave actually could have an intelligent conversation with me, uh -huh. I don't think I would use it anymore for that tool. I don't think I would still cook things in the microwave that could talk. Right. It would almost become like, not Taboo. my friend, but like a part of the household. You right. know what I mean? I'd be like, hey, microwave, mean. how you doing this morning? Yeah. You know, when I make my coffee and stuff, I uh -huh. would like, it would become a thing that I talked to and interacted with, not that I used as a tool. So this is a good point to go back to now then. So now let's say say the only reason why this vacuum cleaner is saying I want to go outside or the only reason this microwave is able to have intelligent conversation with you is because of a certain way that these things were programmed. Right. But the thing is your vacuum cleaner is still asking you every single time, can we go outside? So who's for you to say that what it's saying or what it's thinking that's compelling it to say that to you isn't the Android equivalent to sentient thought and therefore should have the same rights as anything that would have free will. I mean, me personally, as Matthew, mm -hmm. I would, I would be the guy who says, give the, give the androids rights. Right. You know what I mean? If something can talk about, I'm, I'm a softy uh -huh. and I say, really, how much do you have to gain or lose from a situation? Right. And if something, if no matter what it is, if something is asking for something, if your dog who can't even talk, if he looks up at you and then looks at the window and mm -hmm. looks up at you and looks at the window, right? It, he wants to go outside. Yes. Like I feel that. Uh -huh. and so I do it for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would probably do the same thing with the fucking robots, dude. Exactly. But at that point, w the bowl almost tipped into a new reality. Like mm -hmm. now... Well, now now there's a new line in the sand where it goes from human to Android, but then Androids would not be machines. So right. there would be machines that are tool machines that we use mm -hmm. to make stuff. And then there would be Androids that are like social media machines right. that we use to interact with. Yes. That's, I do think that it's gonna end up being that. I do mm -hmm. think you're gonna end up seeing um, Androids. I do, I do too. I, I, I don't know, do you think it'll be in our do. lifetime? In the next 50 years? Um, I think. Well, wait. Seventy years. Seventy years. Yeah. I think we will be kind of at our expiration date when it's like when that's like our expiration date. Our expiration Fuck date. You, Adam. I'm just saying, <laughs> like we're gonna be reaching the end of our life. I think when we first start to see that kind of like the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the pale start to tip. Yeah. Like well, well yeah. that like. Like we'll die, and then like ten years after that is when it's gonna happen. It'll be you like almost I mean? a new turn of the century. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think it's going to that. If you look, a lot of the old stuff that used to be in like Star Trek, uh -huh. you know, um, a lot of those concepts have made it into today's reality. Right. You know, the things that we conceptualize or think of, inevitably we work towards creating and making yes. real. Right. So right now it's it's really big to think about and create robotics and intelligence in your head. Yes. And now you're starting to see companies actually put a lot of real money mm -hmm. into it. Yes. So I very much, I'm sure they have a plan, dude. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure Google is not accidentally spending billions of dollars on it. No, no, no. And I think that there's going to be a lot of companies that follow suit. Um, an unfortunate thing that's, well, I can't say it's, un, I mean, it's unfortunate for the times, but it's not unfortunate because it is progress, whether, whether what, whichever way you'd like to look at it is that everything's moving to automation. Right now, what yeah. we, you and I are going to see in our lifetime is I think we are going to see. Uh, I hesitate to, to use the term great another Great Depression because I don't think it's going to be quite. We've like already saw that in our lifetime. That, that already well, happened once. Well, and that's what I mean. Whew. So Do we have to have another one. Well, I think you are to an extent. Now, oh, I don't think. Fucker, I don't want to go through another one, dude. But I don't think it's going to be like the stock market crashing per se. I think it's just going to be there a surge of thousands, millions of people all losing their job at once within like a 10 year period. Well, like all of a sudden we're what going to make that happen other than the stock market. Well, automation. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. following you now. I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. Oh, we're going to, we're going <clears> to <throat> replace. We're going to engineer ourselves right out of a job. Replace. Yes. Is what you're saying. Exactly. I think there's a lot of people who agree with that. And so, there are a few people who disagree with that. So I think there's going to be, uh, and that's why I hesitate to say Great Depression, because nothing to do with the stock market, but you're going to see that same kind of unemployment surge. Right, right. So now that I think we will definitely see in our lifetime. I mean, we're already, have you seen the video of uh, Google? the uh, Google assistant, this was released like a year ago, Mm-mm. but so they literally had this, uh, it's called Google assistant and they go, Hey, Google assistant, uh, call this person and make a hair appointment for me. Right. So they go, okay. And everyone is in the audience and they're being quiet. And all of a sudden Google is calling this hair salon place for you. And then, the Google voice has, you know, a Siri kind of voice, you know, but something that sounds more human than Siri did uh-huh. for sure. And as uh, this woman's like, like, hi, thank you for calling so-and-so. Like, how can I help you? And this fucking robot, this Google assistant is going, hi, I'm trying to schedule a hair appointment for John Davis. Uh, do you have any appointments available for uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, I can do Monday or Tuesday. Then it looks in your calendar and sees and goes, Tuesday will work great. Thank you. Do you have something at 930? Like literally. Whoa. Like, and this woman at the hair salon, none the wiser that she was talking to a robot. She thought she was just talking to a really friendly, polite person. Exactly. She's like, this is the best phone call I've gotten <laughs> <Yes>. all day. <laughs> but So now... Let's talk about the millions of people out there in this state alone, because we're a big state for this, working at call centers. Yeah. And now you can have a fucking machine just dial all the numbers it needs Day to at and once. Night. It never stops. Yes. And it's polite every single time. Exactly. And all it has to do, when I was working at a I'd call rather talk center, to a human. I, you know what? I would too, but I'm sure that's going to be a millennial thing. Or you'll have to pay a premium to work with humans. Ooh, I could see that. For that sure. may be a thing. So you might have automation become uh-huh. the new minimum wage kind of thing uh-huh. where that it takes over all the minimum wage stuff. Right. But then you'll have things like waiters and th- um, true customer service. Mm-hmm. You know, customer service used to be a profession. It used to be looked at as um, 
a good thing. Right. Like, oh, you're a customer service professional. You mm-hmm. know how to work with people. Now we've turned it into minimum it's wage, right? so saturated. You do customer yeah. service till you can get into something else because yeah. customer service sucks, right? It didn't used to. And in the future, it won't. Mm-hmm. In the future, you will pay minimum wage to work with a robot or you'll pay a premium to work with a human oh, yeah. being. They'll have five-star restaurants. And their advertised, their gimmick will be all real people. They'll have they'll have call centers, mm-hmm. and they'll say for for thirty cents a minute you can talk to a human. Yep. You know, or for five dollars a phone call we can get you working with a human. Yeah, I agree. And with you. they'll make more money off it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think that anything is going to end. No. But I do think, like you say. People, particularly the ones who make a lot of the rules, the right. people in power, they don't like to keep up with technology. Yes. And because of that, we are getting to a point where the technology is going to outpace our leaders and it's going to kick us in the balls for a little while Big until we figure time. it out. And honestly, that's one of the biggest things, not to get start getting political on, on this podcast. Oh, no, but, we never do that. <laughs> but, that is, but that is the one thing... <laughs> that I've been looking at carefully with the upcoming election is one thing that means a lot to me now. And I think means a lot to a lot of people our age is we want somebody who, you know, we've said it many times represents us and somebody who represents us is just inevitably going to be somebody who's younger, younger who understands computers. Exactly. And that was my point with how fast technology is moving now. And now the fact that we're trying to create ethics boards for AI, because it's, Apparently we're preparing. Apparently for we're at issue. that point. Yeah. We're getting to the bridge. So I want somebody who's younger to be my president because they're going to have a better handle of this technology boom that's going on. I mean, fuck, I got so frustrated watching the when Mark Zuckerberg was in front of Senate. Oh, my god! And he basically sat there for four hours and was teaching these old farts how to fucking work a computer. It wasn't even it intelligent just, questions because they no. couldn't even get there. It was questions that I could, a fucking dumbass could answer mm-hmm. about computers. Anybody who's touched an iPad. But you have these people who are probably asking their nine-year-old kid how yeah. to turn on their fucking phone. Yeah. It's... <sighs> and I, I'm, we're becoming a much more um, a technological world, man. Yes. For sure. To the point that it's like there used to be programmers mm-hmm. and then not programmers. Now everyone is a programmer. Yes. Everyone from Generation Z, all these kids after us, dude, every single one of them understands programming and they don't even realize that they know how to program yeah that is you tell them weird isn't it oh that's java or Uh that's i probably don't even use java anymore that's how old i am (laughs) jesus but oh that's this such and such code or you're doing this and they'll go well that's just what everyone does to make this happen right you know what i mean it's to them it's not even coding anymore Mm -hmm. but to me there were classes on that in community college well, fuck. Like, it, well, <laughs> you used right. to be able to get a degree in that. Well, and fuck. <laughs> remember, uh, remember when we were younger? Because that kind of happened to us a little bit when we were younger with MySpace. Yes. Remember all of a sudden, everybody our age knew at least basic coding because we yeah. all knew how to well, decorate our the, MySpace page. It was Java. Page. Back in the yeah. We all knew yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like... Yep. 
And there were people who at that point, people I know my dad specifically had books, you know, I knew growing up on like Java and how to write Java and how to work it. And here I was a fucking 13 year old boy on my space, changing the entire layout of my page just by going into the coding that already existed and changing it. Oh, yeah. You know, and now you're going to see, just as you said, you're going to see the new generation C++. And Dude, the HTML new thing now, and... what's the amazing thing now? It's this modding mm-hmm. on video games. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, all modding is, is writing a code. Yeah. You're replacing the program with a different code mm-hmm. that makes it do different things. Yeah. You're literally programming it, but they don't see it as that. It's like, I'm playing a video game. Mm-hmm. This is just how you play this game. Yes. You know, it, uh, it's... Well, it's awesome, but it kind of puts us in the dust. You know, we well, kind of get left behind. Well, I don't think we'll necessarily get left behind in, in regards to like learning coding because what I think is going to end up happening is so currently right now for modding games, for example, right? Yeah. They're going into the coding that already exists and they're either adding a line or changing a line or, or many lines or, or whatever, many lines, whatever yes. it is, right? Uh-huh. Well, those lines, there's a reason why they say, oh, learn how to read Java, learn how to read C++, right? Because it's written in a certain way. There's like 10 or 12 different coding languages, right? I'm sure there's more now too, but yeah, yeah, something like that. Back when we were in like high school, there was like 10 or 12. And I think there was what? There was maybe three people in the whole world who knew all of those languages. Oh yeah, all of them at once. Everybody who knew how to code back in our day, at least, Uh knew one or two maybe a few of the of the right. programming languages. There was only a couple, mm-hmm. like Albert Einstein's in the world, who knew all of them. Now, I'm sure there's probably a thousand dudes in the whole world mm-hmm. who know all the computer codes. Well, and what I think, but my point being, what I think is going to happen now with these younger generations, and you were talking about how they're just all going to know code, or at least yeah. a part yeah. of it. I don't think they're going to know code, but I think we're going to figure out how to make code easier. So instead of somebody having to, for example, let's say that they have a game and the mod they're trying to do is there's a unjumpable character they're trying to get to be able to jump, right? Right. So they're adding a line in code line of code in the game to make it jump. Well, at some point I think you're not even gonna have to write a line of code. You're gonna go in there and you're just gonna like write something like character jump and that's gonna be it. Or just jump. And so they're going to uh, compress all the kind of so everybody's gonna be able to saying. use like coding, so but it's gonna a, be very a, super or very super, very super easy. Very super. Um, oh, there's a word for that. So I forget what it's called. You can make a so in World of Warcraft we used to do this. Okay. There used to be certain sets of moves where you'd want to do this attack, this attack, this attack. So instead of clicking all three buttons, you made a blank. And when you clicked that, it was literally programming. And Uh when you clicked it, it set off all three buttons at once. It was called a a something. Oh, I forget the fucking name of it. It's (laughs) killing me, dude. And the viewers are shouting it at me right now. But basically, you can already do that. It's compressing um, instructions that you would give to a computer. So instead of doing A, B, and C, you do A, B, C. Yes. And then you go to the next thing. So I agree. It'll probably get easier. and also nature kind of does that. As something gets smaller, mm-hmm. it becomes more complex. Yes. And then when something is bigger, it becomes more simple. It's mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of what you would think it is, 
you know, right. like a big fucking elephant is very clumsy and simple right, compared right, right. to a little cell that uh-huh. is super complex in a small amount of space. You know what I mean? Right. So why wouldn't that hold true to, like you're saying, with coding and technology? Exactly. That as we're able to make these codes smaller, mm-hmm. they become more complex. Right. You know, so yeah, I, I that follows the laws of of math and, and physics and whatnot. But, so I think that would work. But like the, the only point I was trying to make, though, is just the fact that I don't think these new generations are going to know coding because that's what coding is going to be. There's going to be coders making the compressed versions for everybody else to be able to use. But people aren't going to actually know coding. Not like how we – so like how we were like fucking with MySpace, you know, by adding lines of code or taking away yeah. lines of code. Yeah. Whereas they're just going to be able to type in black, you know, black background, you know, orange outline, falling letters, and be able to get the same effects rather than having to write an entire line of coding. And – I'm sure it's already gotten to that point. A lot of things too. I oh, mean, yeah. we're not, we're definitely not programmers here, guys. We are, <laughs> no, we're no, podcasters. No, 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 no. So, um, nor are we privy to the new generations, you know, uh, how well they know technology these days. Yeah. I'm sure we're, I'm sure we're a little behind on that, but, um, it's, it's a fascinating world that we are moving into. Mm-hmm. And I honestly hope that I'm around to see where it all goes. I'm honestly, as long as we stay relatively healthy, I mean, we will. The, I think the, I mean, the life expectancy goes up all the time, man. All the time. And technology just moves faster and mm-hmm. faster every yeah. day, right? So I, we might actually see it happen. We might see androids, dude. We might be podcasting about it. Or they might take our jobs as podcasters. Oh, shit. Nobody can do what you and I do. I'll tell you what. If they decide to start, start becoming podcasters... I'm moving to Canada. Okay, let's go. We'll go because to everybody knows that Canada has no Android laws. <laughs> and if you know that reference, leave it down below. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And on that note, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, let's let's we should wrap it up. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. Uh, we do have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. If you stuck around to the end, uh, you'll see a couple of my vlog videos up tomorrow as well as a couple out uh, later in the week. Uh, you'll have another one coming from Matthew as well here soon. Yep. So We're, we're, uh, we're finishing up shooting them, guys. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun shit. Alright, thank you guys so much for listening and any final thoughts Matthew? Um, man, you said it all, bro. You fucking nailed it. You I, do every time. I feel like I did. You know, you always, you do this every time. You try and tell me any final thoughts and you would think I would learn by now, but I'm always <laughs> unprepared. I'm never prepared for it. Well, what's funny is I always ask you any final thoughts, and you never just tell me no. You're always well, I feel <laughs> obligated to say something. I've said enough this time. All right, guys. Have a lovely day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.